0: Well, Merry Christmas! It is so good to see each and every one of you. Let's try that one more time. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! It is so good to see you. Everyone's all dressed up to the nines, and uh, some of you are wearing the clothes that your mother picked out, and that's okay. It's all right. It's fine, right? Happens to my kids, too. And, and listen, we know that the little ones are in here, and so please, by all means, let them be kids. It's going to be fine, I promise. Um, But one of the things I wanted to share with you guys tonight is, as you guys saw some of these videos, here's the reality. The reality is, is what if I told you that everything about our lives, our lives are ultimately a letter? Your life, my life, each of our lives is a letter. Now, if we're honest, when we read the beginning of our letter, no one likes the beginning of their letter, okay? <laughs> As I've read the, the, the beginning of my letter in, in my life, when people look at the at the my life being a letter and, and maybe some of them begin to read and they begin to learn about the beginning of my story and how my letter is first written, like no one really likes the beginning of their letter. As a matter of fact, God has identified us. As a letter. Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 2 he says, your lives are a letter. Now everything in our life, our life, a new sentence is added when we just walk through life. It could be a new experience, could be a new choice, it could be a new tragedy, could be a new struggle, could be a new addiction. But make no mistake, every passing moment in our lives adds a new narration to our letter. And see, and like I said, as I begin to read my letter, I don't like how it started. I don't like, I don't like the, 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 the first couple chapters. In fact, I don't like the first half of my letter. Maybe many of you even don't like any of your letter up to this point in life. You look at the letter of your life and you're going, I, I don't like how it reads. See, if someone else was reading, uh, reading, uh, reading, your, reading your story, reading the letter that your life is, what would it say? Would it be all about shame and guilt and tragedy? And, and so when we look at the letters of our lives, you know what we do? We try to take a pen, we try to take the pen of life and we try to cross stuff out. We try to rewrite stuff you know why because it doesn't sound right oh i don't i don't like that and so i I know what i'll do i'll i'm gonna i'm gonna try to cross that out or we try to erase things in our life but here's the reality once it's in our letter there's no erasing what's in that story that's our story and it just doesn't read well. And every time, if, if I'm honest, every time I've picked up that pen of life and I've tried to rewrite the narration, if I've tried to rewrite this story, it always ends up being bad. It always ends up concluding with more hurt and more pain and more shame and more frustration in fact, if we had to be honest, maybe your letter, your letter began the same way mine did, because when you read it, it almost reads like a Greek tragedy. See, we set ourselves up as the hero, and we, we want to be the savior of ourselves and everyone else around us, and we we kind of try to pin our life a certain way, and it should work out this way, but it never seems to work out that way. It never seems to end the way that we want it to? Because isn't that the question? If, if our life is a letter, if God says our lives are a letter, I guess the question that you and I have to ask then is, is how is our letter going to end? How is your letter going to end? What is it going to read? If someone read the obituary of your life when you passed away, when they read the epitaph of your life and they, they began to read your story, how does your life, End. Does it end tragically? Does it end hopeless? Maybe some of you? Listen, the reality is, is some of you walked in here tonight because you were forced to. I know that. I get it, all right? Had a mom forcing you in here. Had a grandmother that, that twisted, you know, twisted your ear, got you here one way or another. You're here, and you're wearing that ugly sweater you don't want to wear, okay? I get it. But can I just say this right now? The fact that you're here, it's not an accident in, the, in this letter we call life. See, what if, what if I told you that the end of your story could actually be different than the beginning? you're asking the question, like, why do we come here tonight? Why does this guy uh, come and, and act like he's on Red Bull and he's all excited about stuff and, and all this kind of stuff? Like, why, why does he do that? Like, what, why, are all these, why are all these Christians all excited and, and joyous and we sing joyous songs? Why, why, why do we do these things? What's there to be so happy about? Because we realized that that what if actually is a reality, See, the what if is, is, can my story end differently than it began? And for some of you, if I told you that your story can end differently than it began, some of you that hear that maybe for the first time, that might sound like the best news you've ever heard. Because it is. It's the best news anyone can get that my story, my letter, doesn't have to end the way that it started my tragic begin- beginnings don't have to be the tragic ends that I anticipate. Because instead of picking up the pen of life and me trying to write and erase and rewrite and try to, trying to create our happily ever after, and we try to write that in our life, and, and so we try to put a new relationship in our life, or we try to put new success in our life, or we try to put all these different things, and it never seems to give me what I'm longing for what my soul is desiring what what the the ending of my life oh god let it be different than the beginning because my beginnings man there's something out of nightmares you've been trying to author a letter can i just tell you you've been trying to author a letter that you were never meant to write do you know that see the reason why we celebrate every year this moment this December, this Christmas, is because some 2,000 years ago, the author of life decided to come and rewrite your story. So that your end, your end, could look, can look so much different than your beginning that the happily ever after that you've always wanted actually could be found, but it's not found in your hand and in your wanting, it's found in your surrendering and your faith in the author of life who gives life, and his name is Jesus. And I want to share that story with you tonight. Maybe you've never heard it before. It's found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter two, starting in verse 18. This is what, this is what we're all excited about, this moment in Luke chapter 2, verses, starting in verse 8, it says this. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby. These guys just had their own stories, trying to live out their own lives, adding a sentence day by day, guarding their flocks of sheep. But then suddenly, suddenly an angel an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them and they were terrified, rightfully so. But the angel reassured them. He said, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people that includes you tonight. The Savior. Yes, the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord, the author of life, the one who created heaven and earth, the one that actually pinned life from the very beginning has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you, you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger and suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of other armies others the armies of heaven praising God and saying glory to God in the highest peace on earth to those whom God is pleased see when the angels had returned to heaven the shepherds the shepherds said to each other uh, well let's go to bethlehem Let's see this author of life, this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village, and they found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. And see, after seeing him, the shepherds, the shepherds told everyone what had happened, and what the angel had said to them about this child. They began to share the The fact that their story doesn't have to end the way it began. See, all who heard the shepherd's story, they were astonished. They're like, I thought my life would never, would always be the same, that I would end in the same tragic endings that it's always continued to repetitiously bring us to. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. Verse 20, the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Who would have thought that the greatest hope in all the world would come in the form of the frailest, most innocent form of of humanity ever, In the form of a baby. The God of the universe, who could have come down in righteous authority, he came down as an infant, as a baby, some 2,000 years ago. And this child that came, he came to give you a different ending. He came to be your substitute because, like I already said, when I tried to rewrite my story, I could never do it. I could never put the happily ever after that I always wanted. I could never change what has already been written because everything about about my letter at the beginning of my life and at the beginning of my letter always said one word across every single page no matter how I tried to write it. And it always said, sinner, sinner. No matter what I did, it was always leaving me with brokenness and just emptiness and shame and guilt. And some of you tonight that you have no idea why you're here or you are forced to be here, you are feeling the, the weight of your letter in your hand going, that's all I feel. All I feel is unlovable. All I feel is shame and emptiness. All I feel is loss and tragedy. All I feel is all I feel are all these things that continue to come into my life and nothing about my life seems to change Joel if what you're telling me is true I've never heard anything like it but I'm wondering is it for me and I'm here to tell you tonight it is for you it is for you All of eternity has waited for this moment for you. If you were the only person ever created on this earth, make no mistake, our Savior would have still come to change your story. Your story. And so he says, he tells us here that the God child was born to live a perfect sinless life as your substitute. To live the life you couldn't, to, to live the story that you couldn't. And then he didn't only just live a perfect sinless life in order to rewrite this story. He got up on a wooden cross. You know why? Because that, that word sinner across our letter demands a penalty and it's, and it's called death. Someone's got to die for the beginning of your story. Or else your story still ends tragic. And so this little baby who grew up to be a man and lived this perfect, sinless life, he got up on a wooden cross and he said, I'm going to take my dad's wrath for you. I'm going to rewrite the story for you so that your ending could be so much different than your beginning. So that you can have an eternal hope, an eternal glory that's waiting for you forever. So that when you one day stand before the King of kings and the Lord of lords and he he says, Why should I let you into my kingdom? All of a sudden, in this moment, the Son of God, the author of life, he gets down off of his throne and he comes right over, and he shows his dad your letter. And at the beginning, yeah, it looks marred, but you know what? The Heavenly Father doesn't see a marred letter anymore. He sees a blood-covered blood letter because it was the blood of Jesus, and across the front, it says, Forgiven. <laughs> Forgiven. <laughs> Forgiven. Which is why we read in Romans chapter 5, it says, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ, the author of life, to die for us. While you were still sinners, while you were still trying to pin your own story and create your happily ever after, Jesus still came and he still made a way. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation and his wrath. Jesus took his Father's wrath on your behalf so that you don't have to suffer a tragic ending, but a glorious eternity with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. See, your letter, my letter, our letter was never meant, was never meant to be written by us. It was always meant to end with our Savior, the author of life. And so if I can put good news in a single phrase, it's this for you tonight. This isn't some story. This is our reality. And this reality is being offered to you tonight. This truth is being offered you tonight. And here's the good news. That your broken beginnings. Can be transformed. To a beautiful ending. But Joel you don't know what I've done. I don't need to. Because the only word that is required. To enter into glory. Is the word forgiven. And that came by Jesus in the form of a baby and then living a sinless life and dying a perfect death for you and for me. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3 says this. For those that give their heart to Christ, which is gonna be offered to you tonight, it says clearly you are a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you. This letter This letter is written not with pen and ink but with the spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tablets of stone but on the human hearts. Jesus takes his own blood that he paid for you and he writes that single word across your letter and that tragic beginning becomes an infinite and glorious ending for you and for me and all it takes is for you to put your faith your trust in what this Savior, in what this author of life did for you. And so I want to give you that opportunity here tonight. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? See, the Savior of the world, He came 2,000 years ago so that you and I could have a different ending. Some of you walked in here and the letter of your life reads horrible you're like, I, I, I have no hope. I know it's Christmas time and everyone's talking about stuff and, and singing things and all this kind of stuff, but the reality is, is Joel, I, I can't stand it because I don't even know what they're talking about. I, I don't know if there's actual hope available for me, and I'm here to tell you tonight the Savior, His name is Jesus, is extending His grace and His love towards you to say, I will finish what you never could. I will write grace and forgiveness all over your letter but you have to be willing to surrender you have to be willing to lay it down you have to believe in what I did on your behalf so that I can change your ending so if you want to know Jesus as your lord and savior I want to give you that opportunity I'm going to say a prayer and you can repeat that prayer silently or you can repeat it out loud it doesn't matter you know why because you are talking to an audience of one and make no mistake the author of life, you have his undivided attention tonight. Do you want a different ending? I do. I knew that I needed that different ending, but it took me coming to nothing to realize I can't rewrite my story. And I need someone outside of myself, someone bigger, someone infinitely bigger, something, so, something, someone more powerful than me to be able to come in and be the the hero of my story, I st- I had to stop being the hero of my story, and realize that I'm the one that needed to be saved, because I could never save anyone else. But Jesus is the hero of the story, and he wants to change your story. He wants to give you the happily ever after that you always wanted. And so if you wanna know that, if you wanna know this savior, I'm gonna lead you in a prayer right now. There's nothing magical about this words, but make no mistake, you are talking to the God of the universe. And you can say this prayer out loud or silently in your heart by saying this. Dear Jesus, I'm lost. I've tried to rewrite my letter. I've tried to change my ending. And I never could. I have walked my own path. I have lived my own life and I've sinned against you. All I have is my sin. So Jesus, if you love me that much, would you save me? Would you change the ending of my life? I believe that you got up on a cross and died for me paying my price thank you thank you for paying that price I believe that you were buried in a tomb but I also believe you rose again cause you are God and death does not hold you And it was you, rising again, that gives me a glorious ending, an ending I couldn't give myself. Jesus, I don't ever want to be the same. From tonight and for the rest of my life, I'm yours. Rewrite my story. Give me your ending. Jesus, thank you for what you did on the cross. Thank you for being my ending. God, we just love you. God, I thank you so much for every single person here that if they said that prayer for the first time, Lord, I pray that they understand right now That they understand that their ending is not going to be the same as their beginning. God, you you have presented an opportunity that my story no longer belongs to me. It's not about my story. It's about your story. It's not about my beginning. It's about your ending. I offered you my worst. You saved me with your best. I want to rejoice in all that you are. Jesus, I celebrate you. I thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, church, would you stand to your feet tonight and worship with us? a phone number, a way to get in contact with you, and then just check the box that I made a decision. If that was you tonight, we would love to know that. That would give us an opportunity to just follow up with you and help you in this new journey, this new story you get to live out. And as you guys exit tonight, there's boxes at all of our doors, all of our exits. You can put that card along with maybe the end of year gift that you have, and you can stick it in that offering box and you can just leave it there. We'll follow up with you shortly and begin to help walk with you during this time. The other thing is, is you also got a candle. I'm gonna ask that you pull that candle out right now. We've got ushers and others coming around trying to light those candles. Would you do me a favor, would you share that light? As soon as it comes to you, just share that light with that person sitting next to you or around you. And here's why we do this know why the reason why we do this this great way is is because one of the reasons why we decide to light a candle just about every year during this time is because this candle represents something see when Jesus the author of life comes in and he changes your story guess what you're no longer in darkness see Jesus becomes the light It takes someone external in order to light and ignite that fire. It ain't Red Bull in this pastor. His name is Jesus, okay? It's Jesus in this guy, all right? I don't need to to take anything or drink anything. My wife has to calm me down. And yes, you can call me a Jesus freak or whatever else. But the reality is, is I've been transformed. I know how my end is actually gonna be different. by the light of the world. And I want to read this passage to you in Isaiah chapter 9. This is what it says. It says, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light, the author of life. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at a harvest. A child is born unto us a son is given the government will rest on his shoulders you know why because he's the author of life he's the one that writes the better ending than a government ever could and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father Prince of Peace his government and its peace will never end and he will rule with and justice from the throne of his ancestor, David, for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's army will make this happen. This means you don't have to wander through this world in darkness because you know that great light. You know how your life will end and it's not like your tragic beginning. It's the wonderful counselor who holds all things in the palm of his hands and he is ready to transform your story every single day for the rest of your life. So church family, would you raise your candle tonight. Raise it high as we celebrate and we rejoice.
1: send people, let's spread the joy this holiday season. Amen. God bless you.